Blue Wire. And I am recording. That means we are good to go. That means, Ricky, it's all you. All me. All right. Uh, Angel, what up, what up, what up? Welcome to episode 16 of Random Acts of Podcasting. I am Ricky Smith. I am with my good friend, um, Ace Boone Coon, um, co-host, buddy, pal, Angel Gray. She is in Memphis. I am in Cleveland. And um, this is the game where we both are a little injured and banged up. And <laughs> we, are, um, we got the tape. We got the ice. It's an away game. We're going to go ahead and do the best we can. And, uh, yeah. Well, yeah, you started off on the wrong foot anyway, so your ankle must be rolled because I'm actually in Oklahoma. So I'm in OKC. You know what? OKC, Memphis. They're no, of- no, no. I'm more like uh, Iguodala when it comes to Memphis. I'm not in Memphis right now. Last time I was in Memphis, we got stuck, and uh, I don't plan on going back anytime soon. What I learned from our president, he doesn't know geography, so I don't need to either. Bing. That's a good point. Oh, yeah, the ding. I, I'm not there to, you know, use the bell, so that's kind of disappointing. Um, I actually <laughs> thought that, um, well, there's a lot going on in Memphis right now, basketball-wise, so I thought, I just assumed you were in the midst of it, because it seems to be uh, you are everywhere when it comes to some bigger story or something going on with basketball or just sports these days. So apologies. Well, that's, I think that's a compliment. So I appreciate it, but no, uh, I know John (laughs) is, uh, I was actually paying close attention to this meme war. What? You know what? I'm kind of on both sides, right? So all the OGs of the league that I've played with Iggy, Um, are like, yo, respect your elders. Pretty much like he's put a lot in the game. He's a, you know, he's won titles. He's, uh, you know, an asset to this league. He chose not to participate and be a part of this franchise after being traded from the Warriors. Um, But then the people on the team are like, okay, but you come here and you don't want to be a part of it. We don't see you. And you want us to be okay with that? <laughs> like, where do you where where are you on that? Well, let me go back. I, I I was waiting for you to convince me because you said you you see both sides. I I don't get the first part, the OG part. Well, the respect level of you can make your own decisions. Like, this isn't something where you're a rookie or three years in, and you're like, no, I'm not doing it. Like, this is a guy that has you know. He has his chips in the game. Like, he's done a lot in this league. He's been on different teams. He's, you know, lost. He's won. He's competed. He's gone through the fire. And there's a level of respect throughout the league that, you know, everyone gets it. Like, you you appreciate the person he is on and off the court. Like, this is just one of those good guys. Now, the newer generation. (laughs) Well, let me stop stop you there. I usually agree with everything. I don't agree with been then, then retire but he still has something left like he's just saying the the chips are in my court I don't want to play with this team but to me that's I don't know I look at Chris Paul ironically you're in OKC I look at Chris Paul and I thought that he was kind of disrespected being traded there 
and on a team that was not going to do anything, you know, he is on the last leg of his career on the, on the back 18, back nine, excuse me, but he's still going over it. To me, Memphis is a dope team. Like, Memphis is balling. Memphis is great. Like, he could add something. But to me, if you don't want to play, retire. But don't rat it out. To me, you're, you're not making – to your same point about OG, to me, you're showing – that it's kind of bratty. You play as hard as you can, do what you can, and they will trade you or you will go somewhere else. But to just not want to show up, like to me, just retire then. Like it's not old to you that you have to – I mean, let's be honest. We're not talking about LeBron. We're not talking about one of the greats. Iguodala was good. I actually remember when he was really good in Philly. But he kind of reinvented himself, not by choice, and being a role player in – uh, with the Warriors. So it's not like he, you know what? It's kind of actually parallel to J.R. Smith, if you want to be honest with you. I was just about to say, so what's the difference between J.R.? <laughs> well, and how did that end up? Well. <laughs> I mean, to, I me, mean, to me, at some point, you have to face, you have to really look deep and understand your value. And again, I mean, was it a little the Best. I mean, he won MVP the, the, the first Warrior run against. He quote unquote played great defense against LeBron. I think LeBron still had like seven thousand points per game and da da da. But I just don't know. To me, I like what Vince Carter is doing. I like what um, uh, Chris Paul is doing. I like these vets who are there. They're just going to be the OGs, like you said, a true OG and really, I don't know, respect the game and and and, and see what you can teach. I mean, you put somebody like Iguodala who has the same body type, same kind of style that that Moran is, I mean, that's literally no greater mentor to me. I, I honestly would love to see them together, but that's not my call. I mean, that's why I kind of started off saying it, it's for both sides. I would like to see them compete, but that's also not, this is a, I guess, a business decision on, on him and where he sees himself. So, I mean, I, I here's my take. I just like when athletes kind of like stand up for themselves in a sense where it's like I have somewhat more control than what front office or teams, you know, lead on. And if they feel, I don't think everyone can do it. And we've seen it backfire in many instances. So I hear you on that, but it is very interesting how a player and how he got there was very interesting, especially after he went to breakfast club and kind of like ratted out on everybody. But I nope, think that too would, that would be the bell. Bing. <laughs> but I think like it was just more of a you know what if this is you know to get back at me or whatever the case may be, I have more control than than you know most think, and I choose not to be a part of this. And I hope that I can you know play my cards the right way and, and just for the trade deadline be in a position where I can play for any other team, which is very interesting. And I don't know all the ins and outs of what that even means for him, but you mentioned it like he's a, a tough player, and I think defense is needed by any team in this league. So, See, I don't want to get too close to home, and I don't want to stay on this topic too long because I think it does come close to home, and I understand what you're saying. I know that, again – I usually agree with you, but sometimes when I don't, I know that I am right and you're wrong. Um, oh, my gosh. I just think there's a way of doing things. I think there's a way of handling things. I agree. And like I said, not to get too close to home, but I think um, in, the, in the aspect of the Cavs, uh, I think Kevin Love 
per se, might not be wrong in the fact that he's on the team, that they just have him there and they don't know where the direction is going. But it's just ways of doing things. And he even came and apologized. So I understand what you're saying about leverage and being OG and having respect level. But I think there's also a, a degree at the end of the day. Actually, I hate that phrase. So never mind. Because the end of the day is really nice. <laughs> the end of the day is night, but it is a job. And to me, which I don't think is true, so I'm contradicting myself because I hate when it's a touchy subject. Well, I hate when, it's I hate it's when fans really- are like, "Oh, it's a job," and I have to go to job every day. No, it's not the same. Like being a professional yeah. athlete is not a job. As much as we want to say it's a job, it's the only job where you can work little and still be okay. You can work harder and still get paid the same. So it's not a job. We don't, the guy that always compares himself that works at the post office cannot compare himself to somebody that fills in seats and makes billion dollars for corporations, business, et cetera, et cetera. So I don't know. I, I don't disagree with you. I've always been the person, I just got to do it myself again. I've always been the person that stood up for people standing up for themselves. So I get it. To me, it's just a level of, for example, I'm going to transition this. I went and I, I mentored some kids and we were going to record earlier, but I mentored some kids of mine um, who are eighth graders and I promised them to play basketball. I didn't want to play. And you have you seen eighth graders? They just run. They, they dribble nonstop. They go, I'm like the basketball man. My basket is this way. I told one kid, make one cut and do something. Don't don't all of this. The dude literally thought he was faking me out for like 30 minutes and then just didn't shoot. But anyway, But it comes to a point, I think, in your life where you say, hey, I'm not, I'm the OG. And to me, that's a point where it's like eye-opening, if you will. It's the transition. I had a friend that said something years ago. He goes, athletes and maybe actors, but athletes are the only position where you watch people retire right in front of your eyes. He says doctors and you're whatever, like they, they get older and it's like they retire and it's cool. But let's say... You know, the knock on LeBron at the beginning of the year was he was getting older. Or Charles Barkley has his phrase like, you know, father time is undefeated. But mm. it's just a it's a it's awakening where you're like, oh, I'm not that guy anymore. Like, I'm not that thing. And to me, again, Iguodala was like the man when it came to transitioning, being a role player, just doing what he had to do. And it seemed like now he's at the twilight, the very twilight. And I'll be honest with you, I don't see a team him going to really changing – the needle, if you will. Let's say it went to the Lakers. I don't see them like, oh, that's the piece we need. You know, like mm-hmm. it's like those years. I, again, I quit it to my cast. Like those years when we were just adding people like my our, our friend. Um, and he's over Ego Dollar by no means. And I can say that to his face. But it's like. They are? No, our boy, um, who, who, our friend. that We made himself in the eyes. Um, oh. <laughs> that, what is it? Dante yeah, Jones? Yeah, Dante Jones. Like. The yes. point where you're just adding people in the end of the bench, but it's like he's not going to come in and, and give you, you know, game seven points or whatever. So it's like, bro, just play on Memphis, be a mentor, get the check, ride mm-hmm. the bench, and, and and that's it. Like you're not – to me, again, I don't think you're going to change the needle on a championship team. I just don't. I don't. And to me, it mm-hmm. comes from – I mean, even when he was playing in the finals, he was playing on like negative two feet. Like he couldn't even walk. Um well, that's my two cents. I don't. I don't want to go longer than this. I want to actually talk about what you want to talk about, and I know. Um, I actually want to talk about how you completely left. You always talk about me leaving you, yeah. and you left and went to Miami yeah. for the Super Bowl. Yeah. Not everybody can just up and leave. Did you have a bag, Ricky? No. Did you leave with anything? Like was it because I know who you are. If people know Ricky, Ricky was probably sitting in a bar somewhere and said, "You know what? 
Why not? You only live once. I, Yellow. I was, I'm about to get a ticket. And you were out 45 minutes later. I was standing. I was standing. <laughs> right after the photo, uh, me, uh, Clevenger, who's a fan of yours, the picture. Uh, I love that. Uh, and a guy who you will grow to like, you don't know him, but he's, his name is Shane Bieber. There's been situations with him and Justin Bieber have been confused. So he's one of our best pitchers as well. I was hanging out with those guys and I was like, you know what? I have nothing to do tomorrow. And uh, allegedly, one of my close friends had a, her best friend or one of her best friends in town from London, England or Australia somewhere who. Um, wow, that's over the map. Well, I've never met this person. Um, so allegedly, this person was in town and I go, you know what? Only reason I would stay in town is to meet. OK, it's you to meet your bestie who I still haven't met. So I was like, you know, what? I'm not going to meet her. So I just buy this ticket. It was like 100 bucks on. Frontier, which I, again, I beat the system. I wear four outfits and uh, I left the next day and uh, I had a freaking blast. Nice. I had a blast. I am actually. For those who, who couldn't um, just up and leave and want to live vicariously through you, what was so special about the Super Bowl? See, I am just happy because it was a better game than last year. Last year was so kind. It was just boring. Yeah. This year, I felt like it went back and forth. There was a comeback, you know, obviously two great quarterbacks. Um, and I honestly just wanted Patrick, my homeboy, to, to get one. Uh, but you saw the festivities. You were in Miami. Um, what, what made it so uh, I celebrated with the team. What? Ricky. Literally. Ding the ding. Ding the bell. Ding the bell. <laughs> I have probably one of the most memorable moments I've had in my life is Patrick Mahomes. We're at Live Nightclub on Sundays. Live is famously known for being packed and crazy on Sundays as it is. I'm there. Where's me? Uh, yeah, I'm there with two friends of mine who used to play for the Browns, who are huge fans of the podcast, fans of myself, fans of you. Uh, a guy named Cam Irvin and another guy named Emmanuel Agba, who played for the Browns. And now with them, they were invited me. So I'm there in the club. Liv is crazy. They get there about 1.30. The crowd goes crazy. They bring all these bottles. And I wish I had a video, but I didn't want to be that guy. But Patrick Mahomes gets handled three bottles of Don P. He looks at it, takes a squig, and he's doing this without anybody seeing it. Like, I don't think anybody noticed but me just because I was just like, this dude literally is young. He looks like a kid. He came in with, like, maybe like his little brother, like these younger kids, whatever. Anyway, I want to. Snitch. Um, they were kids. They were kids. Like if, I don't know how old his brothers were, but these kids look young. But anyway, they give him this bottle of Don P, which is very expensive. He literally holds it. And again, he's not doing this for show. And it hasn't been posted anywhere. If anything, this would be breaking news. Um, but he takes a squig and then hands it to somebody. And I look up and he has a Bud Light. Like a guy looks like he might have been his best friend, has a Bud Light. And they're just literally drinking beer. And imagine this nightclub with bottles and champagne everywhere. And it's literally any drink you could have. Mayweather's there. And he has, like, this briefcase with money and Jamie Foxx and all these people there. And literally Mahomes is on stage. The crowd's going crazy. And he's just literally drinking a Bud Light. Good for him. I thought that was cool. That's, you know what? Just run your race. We always say you just got to run your own race. And that's that's why he's one of the greats. But it it was amazing. It was a good game. You here's my thing. I, I have two more things about it. And I, I will go in more detail uh, on a different pocket in the same place. You're a Miami person. I'm a Vegas person. Correct? Okay. Because I always say there's two types of people in the world. Either you love Vegas or you love Miami. It's very rare that somebody's both. I fell in love with it more. <laughs> I did. But I feel like Miami has its own species of people now. And what I mean by that is 
I saw so much injections and silicone, silicone, and I maybe it's because of the Super Bowl. So let me take that back. Maybe the Super Bowl. <laughs> right, you got to think about the people that came in town and for what as well. Angel, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna peep into something as I, I, I have struggled with. I'm gonna be honest. This is a very serious, sensitive topic, and you can laugh, but I'm, I'm being 100 percent real here. So it's kind of silly. But at one point, I'm in, I'm in the club. Mind you, we're celebrating, so God knows, you know, what my state is. And as a kid, um, you know, kids can be mean. Kids can bully kids or not even realize where they can bully, just minor things. And I was always a kid that had larger lips. It was always a thing. Like, people call me fish lips or people say, oh, you know, Ricky, uh, because of you, like, Chapstick made a spray. And it was all these comments. And I was always, always my whole life. Are you laughing? Okay. I sneezed. Did you say? But it was always a thing, like photos of me as a kid. I would like tuck my lips in. It was always this thing, like my lips, my lips, my lips. Like it just always bothered me. And I'm in a club and I'm seeing my home drink a beer and the confetti's coming down, live on Sunday and um, the DJ's playing. I look around every woman and I'm seeing 40 women all have lips that look like mine. And I go, I'll be damned. If you would have told little <laughs> look at the man, all this money. They look crazy. They all look like fish. The lips look terrible. They look in a permanent state of just like they're like, huh? Like just confused. And I'm just like, all these women have paid money. I'm like, look what God or the universe, what are you living did? He took you told me in seventh grade, hey, by the way, all these random people, let's be honest, white, uh, are paying to get their lips to look like you. Lots of money. I would have been like, okay, whatever, little Ricky. So that just goes to show you in the world, you never know. You're going to end up on top sometimes. I don't know. Now, I don't know any guys are getting this done, which still kind of weirds me out that. Um... Okay. <laughs> yes. Miami. Miami was a different beast. <laughs> the reason why I would say, though, I don't like Miami still, the trap was crazy. The traffic was crazy. The traffic, all, but come on now, dude. Like, the traffic is crazy there for sure. But yeah, it's also it the, the Super Bowl. Like, a lot of things were sold out even, like, six months before. Well, what people don't realize so about it's my, Miami or maybe I forget is that South Beach itself is like an island almost. So it's so it's jam-packed, like, it crazy, like, traffic. In one-way streets and very, very narrow streets at that and everybody trying to be a part of something. No, I, I completely agree with you. Honestly, I like Fort Lauderdale better because it's a little bit more chill um, or even like mm, Coral Gables. Like, I, I, I just like, I don't like being in South Beach because you kind of say I've been there, done that type, type situation. Like, what are you looking for exactly? Um, yeah, Vegas, I can only be there for a couple of days. Uh, so yeah, we'll just have we'll have to at some point get you know to a place where we'll do a podcast in Miami, try it out, see if the same duck lips are there, and then we'll go to Vegas and see what's so special Angel? about Vegas because Angel. I have yet. To I, this is like I know people are listening, but I'm just putting this on me and you. There's no way, and I'm going to use our one swear word. There's no way in hell I'm going to Vegas with you. You already used one. Well, I'm not going to Vegas with you. And I don't even want to get the detail of our listeners. I'm perceived <laughs> to be the wild one or whatever. I'm just going to leave it there. I'm not going to Vegas with you. The two of us in Vegas? Mm-mm. No. Mm-mm. Nope. Yeah. 
Well, no way. Get that in there. <laughs> Got it. Well, well, we'll have to find another city. I don't know. DC is still popping. Uh, what else is going on? Um, I feel like we haven't talked in a long time. Like, no, nah, it's been a crazy schedule for us. We haven't uh, we haven't been in the same place. But I uh, looked at your schedule coming up. It seems to be uh, a, a, lot, <laughs> a lot a lot easier. Uh, it looks like you're not going to Chicago after all. Which is where the All Star Game is. <laughs> right, I'm going on vacation for sure. Um, Which Colin Sexton got screwed, but that's a whole other story. Um, I did do believe that he is one of the top 15 or whatever it is uh, rising stars. stars in the league. Um, even as much as I love Zion, he got a place. Like he has a spot. Well, Charlotte got three people. That's neither here nor there. Yeah, no, it's here. It, I mean, it's, it's here. No, it's it's very much here. So. I mean, I, the snub is an understatement. That's one thing. You know what? And, and I hate to take it to this place, but hopefully it's a brief situation. Um, I, I don't think we even talked about how crazy it's been, you know, throughout the league and globally with losing like an icon in sports with Kobe Bryant. You shared your story, which was pretty cool. I feel like you just kind of listen to see how one person um, in different phases of their life affected or impacted other people that yeah. they would look up to. Like, I don't yeah. know a lot of people. Some Sometimes, you know, like death is inevitable, but some people hit you so hard. Like you can only compare it to the greats, like a Diana or, you know, Michael Jackson. And that one kind of like shook the world. Did you say Diana? Oh. Princess Diana. Okay. I'm, I'm, I'm thinking say, down. I don't know where she <laughs> Yeah, first of all, that's who you, that's who you started with. And second, I was like, she ain't dead. <laughs> I said she didn't kill. Mind you, the listeners don't know. You are good. Do not, do not act like you're not good for killing somebody off. Well, I'll yeah, leave it at that. But you know what? We're going to move past that. Because that was, that was one time, and I was confused by a music video. Those were the music videos just threw me off. I should have. I don't think they were Angel, cool either. For people that <laughs> Angel thought one of the Bone Thugs and members were dead, as we're literally looking at them across the street, across the street, about to do a concert. But anyway, um, <laughs> wrapping up, anything you want to talk about? Um, dude, I don't know. I just think it's important, and I don't want to get sappy on here. But I think it's important, like, when you see, like, what's going on today, like, how important it is to say, you know, you appreciate someone, so I appreciate you. And I think um, even what you're doing with Random Acts of Kindness Everywhere, like, I know I'm not there to support, um, but it's cool. And it's I, I really respect what you do for the community and, you know, just the person that you are, not just for Cleveland, but how your story has, like, like led you to different avenues and, and places in life that you wanted to go and I think good things happen to good people so yeah just keep doing your thing and I'm proud of you and um, that's probably the last time you'll hear that from me so just no, that I will hear it all the time because I have it now in recording and I will play it one today <laughs> it will actually be my ringtone and you think I'm joking um, yeah we'll, let, let's, let's, let's reconvene when you get back we'll grab everybody in the room and we'll do a little maybe five minute, 10 minute conversation about Kobe and just his impact on you. I know I called you and I know you're a ball player and it meant a little bit more. Um, um, it, it hurt a little bit more for you. Um, cause I'm very, uh, I don't really cry. I almost did. I almost did. I almost did. Almost did, but I did not. Um, but yeah, miss you. Talk to you soon and, um, be safe in Vancouver or wherever you're at currently.
Yeah, all right, cool. Mamba out. <laughs> Mamba out. Oh, no! What? We cannot leave this podcast without the word of wisdom. What do we um, That's how you know. I, man, I, thought, I thought we record the whole thing without him record. I was like, no. Nah. Nah, <laughs> start this podcast and play like uh, a Martin King speech for Black History Month and just let it ride. Um, I'm gonna make this. A, I'm gonna make this. Actually, this is my mom's favorite quote. This is a. This is my first ever heartfelt. As you guys haven't noticed, I don't really think of these ahead of time. Um, give people their flowers while they're still alive. I think that's the best way to to wrap that one up. And if I have to explain it, don't bring me any flowers. I'm okay. Like it, literally, don't bring me. It's metaphorical, but we'll just leave it there. All right, cool. 